Hey guys, Dan Waltzman here. Welcome back to the Edgy Conversations podcast. Excited that you're back for another episode here. As you know, all month we've been talking about relationships. And certainly, I think I've said it almost every episode. You're probably tired of hearing me say it, but uh, I don't consider myself to be the bastion of knowledge on this thing, but I am figuring it out together. But I wanted to just kind of share something personal from the last uh, day or two. Most of you know, I, uh, or if you listened to yesterday's podcast, you'll know that I, I spent some time internationally. and I, I do a bunch of travel. In fact, I'm traveling for the next three weeks. I've got speaking gigs. Actually, I've got a race this weekend that I'm headed to called the Georgia Death Race. That, uh, yeah, if, that, if it sounds scary to you, it sounds scary to me <laughs> as well. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll be traveling a day or two or three for that as well, which just means away from the family, which means away from kind of all the things that are comforting and, 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 and usual and normal about that sort of thing. For me, I think that's, that's more stressful than anything else is just being away from all the things that are you know, comforting. You know, it's, it's, it's nice being around the kids. It's nice being around um, Sarah. We drive each other crazy at times, but, you know, you know how it is, guys. You know, so I'm traveling and... Um, my Achilles heel, I think, is is sinus, sinus infections. I was supposed to have a surgery last year where uh, they go in and they, you know, I don't know, chisel away at your nose. And, you know, for all of you seen pictures of me, you know, I've already kind of been well endowed with a uh, <laughs> quality size uh, nose. So, I, I, you know, I was ready to, 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 to do the surgery last November. And then I got uh, into, you know, I did the MRI uh, scans that they do or whatever, the, 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 they do an x-ray of your face. As I got closer and closer and closer to the actual surgery, the, the nurse told me, well, you know, you're going to have to be off your feet for four weeks. You can't go running for like six months. And I was like, yeah, okay. So I guess I don't need this surgery that badly. <laughs> and, I, and I walked out on actually having the surgery done. I, I still probably need to go back and do it because if there's one thing that that is debilitating to me, it's it's these it's either sinus or migraines and and what's interesting is uh, and and maybe I need to work through some psychological stuff but the the stress or the emotional investment of speaking often leads to to a migraine in the day or twos that follow and I'm not exactly sure why this is besides the fact of maybe it's there's so much focus and so much attention and so much. I don't know, obsession with getting it right and being in the moment that all of that builds up like it's like a huge press release in the day or two afterwards. So I came back yesterday or a couple days ago from travel and was completely a mess. You know, I did massive migraine headache. I'd had it for a couple of days, traveling up in the air, back down, you know, try, trying to step back into things once you've been away and there's like 5 billion, 5 billion tasks that need to get caught up, all the meetings that need to happen. And it reminded me of, you know, one of those things where if, if you step away for a moment, you know, it kind of all, you, you suddenly lose all the steam you have behind you. And that's not exactly true or accurate, but you, I think you get what I'm, what, I, what, I, what I'm saying is like, there's just a lot going on. What I thought was interesting was you're, probably a lot like me in the sense that the show has to go on despite how you feel. I mean, you've got to get in there and and you've got to have your meetings. You've got to, you know, you have to show up. Now you may not be on your, 
and probably aren't going to be on your A game, but you still have to be there. You know, I was for the last day or two just avoiding pretty much any human interaction at all, right? Just because I was frustrated and and well, not really frustrated, just not feeling well, not feeling not feeling well at all. And when you're that way, you know, when you're feeling horrible, kind of the only thing that that you want to do is you know, be away, chill out, and and hope things turn around, you know, as quickly as possible. I don't know. That's how I am at least. Like maybe if I cover my eyes, you know, take a shower, Monday night, what what started working for me is I just went out for an 11 mile run. And I thought, you know what, my head hurts already. I might as well just go out there and and try to be, you know, crush it, crush a run. And if it hurts worse, it can't hurt any worse than, than what's happening right now. So let me just go out there and see what happens. You know, sure enough, you know, came back and still hurt, but it was hurting anyway. So, oh, well. Here's the big point of all of that. And I'll say that to, to make you feel sorry for me. The thought hit me while I was running. I'm, I'm obviously sharing this story now in this podcast to you. But most of the time, we don't share what's going on with us to other people. Uh, there are a few. There's somebody in every circle who's like, oh, I'm having such a bad day. And it's melodramatic and, and, and crazy and nutty. But that's not usually the norm. Usually the norm is to just kind of keep it bottled up inside and, you know, still kind of do your thing despite how you feel at the time. And so think about this. Here I am. I am not feeling well at all. I'm still, you know, hanging out, doing my thing, trying to pretend like everything's okay. And the thing that could have gone very badly was, again, this is kind of why I separate myself, is you know, had I tried to uh, been forced into meetings or something like this, I would have been probably really, really nasty, right? Really, really, really nasty. So anyways, part of what I was dwelling on as I was running, and by the way, I am starting to feel a lot better now. So if if you're starting to ask, uh, yes, a lot better, a lot, 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 lot better. But the thought hit me, uh, maybe one reason to be a tad bit empathetic, right? Uh, a tad bit forgiving of those around us is knowing that you know they're just as human as we are, right? They're they're they have just as much going on as we do, and they have bad days, right? They've got moments where, to be frank with you, they're not hitting their A game, and not because they don't want to, not because they're lazy, not because they're bad, but because they've got something going on in their life. Now, what's interesting is, as you work with people more and more, you'll begin to notice these patterns and trends. You'll begin to notice good days, bad days. You begin to notice when something's out of whack. I mean, you've been there before. You walk into the office and you see something going on. You're like, hmm, that does not seem right. And you'll say, what's wrong? And you'll dig into it. Often, I'll, I'll coach senior leaders or individuals and they'll say, oh, you know, this guy's just, he's a lazy asshole. He's, he's this, he's that. And they'll, they'll throw all of this kind of negative energy on a person. And I'll respond back, well, have you asked them what's going on? Have you checked in on them what's going on? Do, do you know what or why or how things are going on for them? Like, what's the deal? What's the deal? And, and, and the reality is, if you know, you, you may you may not have. They they may not have. And 
actually, to, to be candid with you, most of the time they haven't, right? Most of the time they, they haven't checked in on how that person is. And there's something, you know, kind of, you know, I don't want to say magical because that sounds too glamorous, but something pretty fun about problem solving when you know someone's off their game, but instead of beating them up, you give a bit of grace to the relationship, right? You give a, a bit of understanding and you can take a half a step back and say, it seems like you're troubled. It seems like you've got a lot on your mind. How can I help you? Now, let me just say this. You might have to ask that question three, four, five, 10, 20 times whenever someone tells you. Inside, they probably want to tell you. Almost always, someone wants to tell you. They want to get it off their chest. They want to share. They're nervous. Inside their head, they think that what they're going to tell you is, you know, either they're the only ones, it's crazy, it's dumb, it's silly, you're going to laugh. Uh, you're going to just tell them to grow up. That doesn't matter. You're going to hold it over their head later. There's a lot of reasons why we don't share. But <laughs> the truth is we all, we all, we all, we all want to be, um, we want others to, to help us. We all want, we want others to give us, to give us grace, right? To give us a second chance, to not hold us accountable for those moments when we're at our lowest, when we're in pain, when we're sick, things like that. Just sharing with you this idea uh, about relationships. One thing I am beginning to realize more and more and more is that uh, you know, relationships, like purpose or commitment, like we've studied, uh, man, you know, purpose is, is, is interesting because it's between you and you. And commitment's interesting because it's between you and you. And, and relationships are, are twice as complex because there's a between you and you component, right? It's between, you know, well, the relationship you have with yourself and then multiplied by all the number of relationships you have with other people. And there's just no getting around that. There's no way to shortcut that. There's no way to, there's no way to get around it. Even now, my brain is racing about a thousand miles an hour as I think about all the complexities of this and even how in my own life, as I've worked to try to do a better job at this, uh, building relationships and, and having uh, kind of magical moments, I've realized that if you don't have the first part down, for example, if you can't be self-aware enough to know how you feel when you're sick or cranky or frustrated then you're never going to be in a position to help somebody else when they're feeling you know, frustrated, when they're feeling uh, unhappy, when they know there's more for themselves but aren't sure how to extract it out of themselves. All the same things you feel. So the first part is being self-aware enough to know how you feel and how those the, the feedback and criticism and negativity of others and also the positivity – how that impacts you. Then the second part is looking at others and realizing what they do and how they do it. Seeing signs for if they're having a bad day or if they need encouragement, if they need something else, and then applying a level of you know, directness, candor 
to help them be a better version of themselves, for you to help build a relationship that drives meaning and magic to them, to them. Um, if it seems like I'm learning while I'm sharing, it's because I am. This whole process has been a, uh, a one of self-reflection. And um, part of it has been, you know, as we end up in this month on, on, on relationships, kind of self-criticism and realizing that, uh, that there's a lot of room for growth for me personally, a lot of room for growth. The exciting part is that I think being aware of the journey and knowing that you want more for yourself and that there is the opportunity to achieve more for yourself is the beginning of some really magical, magical breakthrough. So I, I just, we're going to move on to another subject because it's a new month and I'm excited about that new subject. I feel like this idea of relationships is beckoning more room, uh, more time needed to develop on it. But if you're like me, I hope you come away with a couple nuggets where you can help really zoom in, hone in on ways to take your personal and professional relationships to that next level. By the way, if you're looking for not just how to take your relationships to the next level, but your life, you should come to the next Awesome Palooza. It's on the West Coast, but you can all get there and it's going to be fun and awesome. If you missed December's Awesome Palooza, you don't want to miss out May 7th Awesome Palooza. You can go to awesomepalooza.com and check it out. Listen, we have a limited number of spots. We like to keep these things small and intimate. That's not a sales pitch. That's just reality. And... Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to hosting this event. It's going to be fun. I'm bringing in more people than ever. You're going to hear from amazing people like Brock and Kat, who are going to share some insights with us. These are amazing people in our community. I've got a surprise guest right now. Bill Courtright's coming back. Uh, I mean, all the if, if you listen to the people who raved about the event last time, it's all the good stuff, plus more. I can't wait for it. And this is one way to build relationships, right? Is to be at an event like this where there's awesome people who love you and, and, are, and are all devoted, all of us, to taking that next step of greatness, okay? So let's think about relationships. Let's also think about Awesome Palooza. <laughs> and let's think about what you can do today to stay edgy, be awesome.